Hi, I'm Hillary Walsh, a serial entrepreneur, award-winning immigration lawyer, law professor, TEDx speaker, and raving Phoenix Suns fan. Over the past decade, I've helped thousands of immigrants live free in the United States. I'm talking work permits, social security numbers, green cards, their citizenship, VAWA, T visa, U visa, and lots of successful appeals. Here's the thing. Immigration law is super complicated and legal advice, well, it can be pretty expensive. So I created the Immigration Law Made Easy podcast to share my 10 plus years of experience with you for free. So if you're looking for tried and true, no BS, step-by-step strategies and tips on how to win your immigration case and live truly free in the United States, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, I want to talk to you today about what to expect in a consultation with an immigration lawyer. Now I will say that I'm an immigration lawyer and I don't do anything the same as anybody else. It's actually one of the things I strive to do is to do things in a more innovative, non-traditional way to get you innovative, perhaps non-traditional results where other attorneys have told you that it's not possible. We do, we do not do consultations in my firm. We do strategy sessions. So I'm going to kind of compare and contrast the two things. So what often you'll find when you're booking a consultation with a lawyer is you go into their office, you meet with them. Some lawyers do 20-minute consultations, 30-minute or one-hour consultations. You meet with an attorney and you go through a series of questions that they ask every single person to see where your immigration case is at what options you have and those sorts of things. And you spend probably when I used to do this myself, we used to do consultations and the the bulk of the questions were things like, when did you first enter the U S when did you leave? Did you enter the U S with permission? Okay. What type of visa did you use when you entered? Do you have a copy of that visa? And a lot of it was like, you know, a series of questions that I had on a checklist that was two pages front and back. So, you know, one page, I guess, front and back. And I would go through that every single time for every consultation, because if I missed you know, it was going from memory and I missed something, then that could come up later when I was actually representing the client. I found that this was a huge waste of our client's time because it would take me 30 or 45 minutes to ask them all these questions. And many times they hadn't thought, you know, a lot of my clients are from Mexican and they've been in the United States for 20, 30, 40 years. Some of them entered in the eighties, late nineties and things like that. And so they haven't thought about when was the last time I entered the U.S. and what were the circumstances surrounding that time? And then I know I left to go see my dad and they just don't know the months and the years of when they entered and exited if it was more than once. And I'll say I'm a military spouse. We have lived in different countries because of my husband's job in the Air Force many times. I've lived in Japan, Korea, England, and each of those times we would move between each of these countries, we would usually move back to the US to various states. And it takes a ton of effort for me to remember, even when I lived in certain countries, I have to kind of base it off of like, when was I pregnant? When was I, you know, had I had Lucy by then and things like that? Like you're trying to piece piece these things together. And In most consultations that you go to with an immigration lawyer, you're going to need to know your entries and exits, and you're going to need to know, you know, what, where did you enter and what form, like, 
what passport or what visa or did you did you walk through um, secretly or were you in the back of a car? Were there questions asked of you if you were in a car and you were driving through or you like truly in the back of a car where no one could see you? Like I have one client who entered in the back of a FedEx truck. So very different than being in the backseat of a car. Anyway, all of these are th- going to be things that in a normal consultation with an immigration lawyer, you're going to be asked. But here's how I do it differently and why I, I mean, I've, I've done thousands and thousands of consultations and just found that there has to be a better way of doing this that's more effective because the worst thing is to come in you're meeting with a lawyer. Sometimes you're paying money to meet with the lawyer. And at the end of it, they tell you, I'm sorry, based on what you've told me, there's no way that I can help you. Well, that's a huge downer for you. Like that's actually the worst thing. That's the worst case scenario for so many people is like, no, there's nothing you can do. You could leave, go to your home country for like 10 years and maybe petition to come back. But when you have small children here, is that really an option? probably not for most people. So I found that it was just so disheartening to tell people that bad news when had I gotten the information up front, I could have had a completely different conversation. And in fact, not even wasted their time and maybe gotten their hopes up for no reason. So this is why we do strategy sessions. Basically at New Frontier, what we do is we do the consultation on the phone. We get all of this information from you And if you say yes to a certain number of things in our phone consultation, our phone evaluation, then I know with very high probability that I can help you. And therefore, we invite you to a strategy session where before you come in, we charge for these, by the way, we provide very high value. It's an hour meeting with us. We have very high value meeting with us where we tell you exactly what your options are your pros and cons and so on. So let's get into what a strategy session looks like with us. Now on the phone, let's say you call, let's say you call right now at the end of this video and you say, I would like to have a free case evaluation. We're going to be like, no problem. Do you have maybe 10 to 20 minutes? And if so, let's rock and roll. And they will ask you the first thing we ask is, you know, what is your immigration status? Let's pretend for this example that you are a 22-year-old American and your dad is an undocumented Mexican man. So he's here without permission. He came in the 90s and you were born in the early 2000s and you're a U.S. citizen. You want to help your dad get papers. You've heard that you know, it's possible for U.S. citizen kids to be able to help their parents, maybe by petitioning for them. So you want to figure out what's going on. The first thing we're going to ask you is, do you know your dad's entries and exits? Do you know every time he's entered the country and every time he's left the country? And sometimes people will say yes, and other times they'll say no. And if they say no, we're like, hey, why don't you have your dad call us? Because as attorneys, we're not allowed to call your dad. Your dad has to call us. We're not allowed to solicit. So your dad would have to text or email or something like that and reach out to us, and then we could call him and figure out what's going on. But let's pretend for this situation that you in fact have your dad's entries and exits. Let's say that he entered one time in 1992 and has never left, that he entered with a farm worker's visa and that he stayed ever since, had you, he's never been married. 
we will also ask things like, has he ever had any other family member file a petition for him? Does he have any immigration case? Can you give me a photocopy, please, of the work permit that he used to enter the U.S. so that we can see kind of what the A number, his uh, A number is going to be the alien file number. In the U.S., we all have social security numbers tied to us for immigration purposes. Every immigrant who has some type of documents with U.S. immigration will have an A number. That's usually a nine-digit number, kind of like it will look a little bit like a social security number. And that's going to be usually on his work permit or something like that. So we want to have that because we go online, we Google EOIR um, case information, And it will take you to the EOIR, which stands for Executive Office of Immigration Review. It takes you to basically the immigration court website. And it will have the first thing you'll pop up will be a fillable field for those nine digits. And you type those in, the A number, and you push enter. And it will tell you if there's a case or not with the immigration court. So the reason I love having that in advance while we're doing the phone call with you rather than being in my office meeting with me is because it's a huge waste of your time for me to research your case before you actually come in and meet with me. I want to know everything that I can about your case before we're meeting together. Okay. So we do this on the phone. We find out, you know, has your dad um, ever experienced any cruelty? Has he ever been a victim of crime? This is us looking for VAWA and maybe for a U visa. Has anyone in your family ever been a victim of crime or has anyone ever witnessed a crime in the United States? Again, these are more questions we're asking, trying to find whether he might be eligible for a U visa. And then we also ask questions looking for a T visa. A T visa is for people who've been um, trafficked in the United States. And a lot of times our clients have been through labor. So like their boss will take advantage of them threaten to call ice on them, make them work in very unsafe conditions like roofers, for example, without, you know, following OSHA standards, that can be a really big red flag for maybe you might be eligible for a T visa, which is very helpful for people who have entered without permission. This example, the gentleman in this, this hypothetical entered with a visa, but for folks who didn't enter with a visa, it may be very helpful for them um, because it helps cure an unlawful entry. Really an amazing option. So we ask all of these questions before we say, you know what, we see that you should be able to qualify for some things. Only time will tell and you have to meet with us before we can really deep dive. But if you check certain boxes, we invite you to a strategy session. And let me tell you what a strategy session looks like. I love strategy sessions because, you know, most lawyers are working to find out what the solution is to your legal problem. And I believe that legal problems just show up as they're actually personal problems. So the very beginning of a strategy session looks like this. Welcome. My name is Attorney Hillary. I'm going to be meeting with you today. Everything that we talk about today is confidential because I'm an attorney. Just as a sidebar, there's something called attorney-client privilege, and it applies to your conversation, assuming that it's in private, even if I have not been retained to be your attorney yet. Like 
it's kind of like there are other protected um, conversations, like a pastor conversation, even if he or she is not your everyday priest or pastor, but you go and you confess something to this person, there's some privilege there. There's some confidentiality expected there. Even if you haven't been going to that priest or pastor for like 20 years or something, the same is true in a conversation with a lawyer, the same is true. And it's not just immigration lawyers, any U S licensed person who you're having a private conversation where you're seeking legal counsel from them, you're going to have a protected conversation. So this is, I tell clients this up front because so many people have a lot of guilt and shame around breaking the rules. I mean, I think all of us have, we all walk around with some guilt and shame And what we don't want to do in a consultation, and if you're thinking about going in for a strategy session or a consultation with someone is you want to feel, you you know, you want to do like a vibe check. Can I really be open and honest with this person? Because it might be private and confidential, but you still may not feel ready to open up and have a really deep conversation. And if that's the case, then you're, there's not really any point in continuing the conversation. So if you get into a room and you're meeting with this lawyer and you just have a bad vibe or you just feel like they're not going to, they're sleazy, they're not honest, they don't have good integrity, maybe you say, I I think that maybe today's not a good day for me to meet with you. I'm really sorry to have taken your time, but I, I need to leave. And then you just leave. No big deal. It's a little awkward, but isn't that better than kind of making up things because you don't feel comfortable telling the truth? I think so. So back to the consultation, back to the strategy session with me. Everything we talk about is confidential because I'm an attorney. So please feel free to be open and honest with me. And I always tell people this because it's the truth. I say, I promise I have heard it all before. So there's nothing that you can say today that will surprise me. And that is the the honest truth. Nothing surprises me anymore. Okay. The next part, the next question that I ask is in my opinion, probably the most important question of any question that you will be asked in any meeting with any lawyer. So it's immigration lawyers. If you're thinking about a divorce or you're trying to get your custody rearranged with a family lawyer, if you've gotten a DUI and you're meeting with a criminal defense attorney, any lawyer you ever meet with, if they don't ask you this and you do not provide the answer to this question, then all you're doing is what they think you should do, not what they, what you want them to do. Okay. Here's the question. If I, Hillary, your attorney could wave a magic wand and give you anything possible with your immigration status. And if you're in a different context, it would be with your divorce, with your child custody, with your DUI, whatever, anything you want with your immigration status. Let's pretend reality doesn't exist. That's why this is a magic wand. If I could do that, what would I give you? What would I do for you? Now, the reason I ask this question is because it starts to tell me as your potential lawyer, what it is that matters to you, what it is that you care so much about what it is that has motivated you to come in today, because if I can make that magic wand material come true, then I know I'm on the right track and I won't be guessing what it is that you want as an outcome. Instead, I can make my strategy tailored to your exact hopes and dreams. And and they may not be possible. I may have to tell you, look, 
what you've described for me, it would be amazing. And unfortunately, I don't have that magic wand today. But what I can do is this. Okay. So let's use a hypothetical. And the hypothetical would be, you know, I enter the country, you know, magic wand moment. Here's my pretend answer as a client. I entered the country without permission 25 years ago. Actually, let's go back to our scenario where I entered the, I'm the dad now. Okay. I entered the country 25, 30 years ago with a work permit. And then I came here and my daughter, you know, I, I, I met someone and she had my daughter and my daughter is the most important. She's 22 now. She's the most important person in my life, but my mom and dad in Mexico are getting old. And I'm really worried that they're going to pass away before I get to see them again. And if I could wave a magic wand, I would be able to go see them before they get sick. You know, they're already elderly. I would be able to have a, have a work permit again. So I wouldn't be working illegally. I would have a social security number so I could, you know, get credit or, uh, you know, apply for a mortgage and be able to buy a house instead of renting the house that I'm in right now. I would be able to have a driver's license. I would be able to travel and take my daughter with me to Mexico and show her where I grew up. I get so emotional just talking about this because it is so sad. It is so frustrating. It is so inhumane that those are the things that I hear clients say every day when I do these, when I do these strategy sessions, they want such basic things that, you know, if you're born here in the U S you just take it for granted. Like, I mean, I just take it for granted. And every day I try not to, and I try to remember that, you know, when you're born here, you just have this handed to you. And then you come here wanting to build a better life for yourself. And you're denied these basic things. And that's my job is to help you get those things. Okay. So let's, this is what the dad says to me in the strategy session. Okay. And then I tell him, you know, I just want to confirm you entered with a work permit and you never left. Yes, that is correct. And then I ask a few questions about, you know, did you intend to overstay when you got here? Cause I want to make sure that he doesn't have any fraud or misrepresentation upon entering. He's like, no, I was planning on leaving. Um, but my, my girlfriend got pregnant and I ended up deciding to stay after that. Perfect. I know now that at the end, at the time he was entering the country with his work visa, he was not intending to overstay. So he doesn't have a fraud or misrepresentation issue. Now I need to ask him, sir, do you have any criminal history? It says on my intake, the, the phone consultation that I did, that you have no criminal history. And I looked you up online to see if anywhere in the state of Arizona, I could find any criminal charges you know, that had been filed against you based on your name and date of birth. But sometimes those are inaccurate. Do you, again, see how I've done the research before he's sitting with me? So like he's not having to come up with all this stuff off the top of his head and sit here while I'm researching with him. Like I have done the work and that's why it's a value. And that's why we charge for consultations for strategy sessions. Okay. Because we are getting down to business with you. All right. So he says, no, I don't have any criminal history. I got some speeding tickets a while back over the years, but I've paid all of them. Perfect. Do you have any outstanding child support? Have you filed your taxes? I ask these questions because on the green card application, we need to show that you're a person of good moral character and usually filing tax is a great way to do that. 
And then we just want to make sure that he doesn't have any back child support because that can make him look like a person who's not of good moral character if he didn't pay child support when his American daughter was, you know, young enough to be um, getting child support to the mother of the, if the daughter lived with her. Okay. No, no. My daughter always lived with me. Um, we're actually not in contact with her mom whatever. Perfect. Now I need to figure out from the daughter, can she help sponsor him? What's her income? Her income is $26,000 a year. It's just her and dad. She's not married, doesn't have any kids. So I go over to the USCIS website. I actually know this off the top of my head, but I go over to the USCIS website and look up, and this will be something that you can do, my friend, is look up what is the poverty guideline for this, this number in a household because it's just dad and daughter. There's only two people in that household. So you need to look at what is the minimum amount daughter can make in order to sponsor dad. And if she doesn't make enough money, then we need to find a joint sponsor. And like, that's a whole other series of questions, but in this situation, daughter makes enough money. We're able to proceed. And then I talk about, okay, let me tell you the good news. The good news is that you will be able to adjust your status here in the United States, which is a fancy way of saying going from not having, having entered with permission to not having status, to being able to fix here without leaving. You'll go apply for your green card and go to the interview right over across town from our little office here at the Phoenix field office at the USCIS office here in Phoenix. Now, if you are doing a consultation with us somewhere else, maybe in Tucson or something like that, or in California, whatever, you would go to the USCIS office where you currently live or have lived for, for like, I think at least a year or something like that. So that's great news, sir. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes. Let me tell you about the processing time for these right now. Processing times are between four to six months, which is not a very long time from filing before you, you know, would in theory, if your case is approved, get your green card. I have a very high success rate, sir, for green card um, approval rates. And I have every confidence from what you've told me that your case will be approved. Your daughter will petition for you and file an I-130. You'll file an I-45 and an I-765 um, and an I-131. So should your case not get approved, you know, if it's still pending, uh, you know, for more than four or six months, you would get what's called advanced permission, advanced parole to travel while your case is pending. So you could be home and seeing mom and dad uh, really soon, probably 10 months from now, if for some reason your case just took longer to process and your daughter will file an I-864 for you as your sponsor. This will help you with all of the things that you've asked for, sir. The magic wand that you wanted me to wave. We don't even need a magic wand. We can help you fix your status. We can help you get your green card without leaving. Here's what the cost is. We're really upfront about cost. We usually try to send the cost of our services to people even before the consultation, like a menu. So they know if they're coming in and they're possibly going to want a steak dinner, they know how much steak dinners cost. They don't have to get here and say, ask the, uh, what do they say on fancy menus? Like, ask the server or something. Uh, we don't do any of that. And we do a, a contract right then. You meet with the attorney who's going to represent you the next day. We do a phone call the next day with the attorney who will be your attorney inside the firm. 
and we go from there. So that in a nutshell is our strategy session. Most of the time, this takes us less than 30 minutes from start to finish because we've already done a case review with you on the phone and then done independent research before you even come in. This is all stuff that a lot of immigration lawyers do while you're sitting in front of them. It's very, you know, emotionally tiring because you're trying to remember a lot of details and you're coming in just trying to get information. When you come in and meet with us, hopefully we've already given you plenty of information beforehand so that you can come in and just make a decision about whether or not you want us to help you live free and change your life by helping you get your papers through New Frontier Immigration Law. Friends, I hope this is helpful. If you would like to book a strategy session with us, please shoot me a message. You know, actually the easiest way would be to call uh, to call us because we'll do that 10 minute, 15 minutes free case evaluation. And then if you qualify for a service that we could possibly provide you for, provide you with, then we will invite you to a strategy session. So I hope this is helpful. I hope that this prepares you for the conversation we're going to have. And if you haven't already thought of it, I urge you to think if this lawyer, if this lady had a magic wand and could wave it and give you anything that you wanted, what would it be for your immigration case? If reality didn't exist, what would it be? Come in prepared with that answer and I'll be prepared with your case evaluation. Thanks, friend. My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is going to help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Adios. Adios.